Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, Mads and Mamas. Welcome back to another episode. And today we are pressing the reset button on anxiety. Oh my gosh, this is viewed as one of the biggest issues of our times. Everyone is experiencing it, whether you're young children to those who are older. And some of us just believe that maybe it's a part of the world that we live in, this digital high impact, high constantly um stressful life that we live and is this just a natural part of living this fast-paced life we're all like oh my gosh I have so much on my mind my mind is crazy and I can't stop my mind and it is seen as this big epidemic that we need to fear and I really truly believe anxiety is largely misunderstood and so in this episode I'm going to share the Ayurvedic perspective on what anxiety truly is and how it does not have to be something that debilitates you or something that makes you feel weak and it is something you can get a hold of. We're going to also dive into some misleading AF facts that modern medicine teaches about anxiety that doesn't give us the full picture on how to cure it. And lastly, I'm going to give you some really golden Ayurvedic and yogic perspectives and tools that will help you reset anytime anxiety is taking over. These are my go-to tools and I know it will help you keep your anxiety in check. And these are wonderful tools to start building into your children's life to help them feel in control of their anxiety whenever it shows up because it's a natural part of life, right? Anxiety is simply a response to overstimulation in our mind. So I don't know if you guys know, I did post on my Instagram that I recently completed my Ayurveda yoga teacher training. Guys, I am like a student for life and I really wanted to add Ayurveda to part of my certifications because I've been self-studying it for the past two years and I've learned so much. I've read so many books and I was actually very pleasantly surprised as I was going through the training how much I already kind of knew, but I did learn so much um, in-depth wisdom that I know that can help you and I'm so excited to share this with you. And so if you don't know what Ayurveda is all about, um, I do do a episode, um, it's called uh, Press the Recent on Stress Management, I believe it's episode three. You really want to dive into that because I talk about how Ayurveda is really designed as the science of understanding how to live a balanced, stress-free life. So here's a 30-second just kind of overview of what it is. So Ayurveda is the lesser-known sister science to yoga. It's based on creating optimal health and well-being through balancing your mind, body, and soul. So it's all about your lifestyle, the foods that you eat, living um, in accordance to the rhythms of nature based on like how you're how you're um, scheduling your morning routine to when you should be working out to when you should be eating your meals to when you how long when and how long you should be sleeping. It really gives you this like guidepost 
of step-by-step how you need to be living in order for your body to function at the optimal capacity. So it's not fatigue, so it's not stress, so it's not overtaxed. And so stress in Ayurveda terms is basically an imbalance. And we all have something called doshas. And there's three different energy archetypes that predominantly we have different consistencies within us, but we all are made up of it. One is the vata dosha, which is basically the air and space elements. The second is pitta dosha, which is fire and a little bit of water. And then there is kapha, which is earth and water. So the same elements that is found in nature are found within us and keeping them in balance based on the changing of the seasons, what we're eating, how we're experiencing life and how we're handling our tough um, lessons and tests really determines whether we're in a balanced or imbalanced state in our mind and our body. And our body is constantly talking to us. So what anxiety truly is, is a sign that there's stress in our mind. It just means in scientific terms, there's too much energy within our mind. What happens when you're anxious? Your thoughts are racing around. That means that there's a lot of air. So vata is predominantly seated where it should be if it's in the the balanced state is in your gut and in your thighs and in your hamstrings. That energy that should be there is now rising and it is in your brain. And that's what creates that chaos and that anxiety and those bouncing of the the thoughts that are constantly moving. We feel heady. We feel lightheaded. We feel foggy. We feel lack of clarity and mental stability. We feel ungrounded. We're kind of in our head or spacey. So that's what it essentially is. It's this energy that has risen. So what do we do when we have that energy According to Ayurveda, you just need to bring it back to the seat of where it belongs. And that's why I knew intuitively that when I was practicing yoga and practicing different meditations, you know, I felt that sometimes they felt made me feel really good. And then sometimes I felt, why am I feeling more anxious after my meditation? It's because there are certain types of meditations that serve you well when you're anxious versus when you're angry versus when you're feeling tired, lethargic, depressed, or sad. There are certain different body movements. Yoga essentially is, you know, the path to self-realization. You're using your physical body, which is the container of your soul, to manipulate it holding it in alignment to the geometry of nature and the higher divine so that you can have energy flowing in the optimal state. I like to think of it is like you have this this pipe, right? Or a straw, whichever one you want to say. And you have this straw that's like running in the base of your spine. Anytime you have a kink in your straw, right? The the liquid or what you're trying to drink can't flow, flow as smoothly as if the, the straw is completely straight and aligned. So the whole idea is that we want to make sure that the alignment of our spine is straight at all times. When we're sitting at our desk in front of our computers, are we hunched over? When we're sitting on our couch, are we like curled over and losing our um, your posture? Is it all like like, you know, discombobulated. And when we sleep, are we sleeping like in a, in a fetal position? Are we sleeping straight? You know, this all affects our energy. So the whole idea is that when we're experiencing anxiety, we're essentially worrying. We're future tripping. We are not in the present moment. It is impossible to be worrying and be present. And so that's what creates this feeling of being lightheaded or in our mind 
And we need to counterbalance that with feeling grounded in our body. So unless the thing that you're worrying about or you're stressing about is happening in this very moment, like right in front of you, you are not present. And so a lot of us moms are like, I want to be more present with our kids. Well, if you're innately stuck in your mind racing about, I have to do this, I got to do that, this is going to happen, like the worst case scenarios are running through your mind, you're not present, plain and simple. And so, like I said, anxiety is simply just a response of overstimulation. Like I like to think of it when I'm teaching kids that you have three engines, you have your head engine, your heart engine, and your belly engine. And you have to ask like, when you feel not good or stress, which engine feels yummy or yucky, which one is not working and you need to refuel by taking a breathing break. So when your head is racing in full, that means your head engine is not working, that your body is simply just sending you signals that, hey, this is like mayday, mayday. We really need to look at this engine, take a break, refuel it so that we don't totally go in a downward spiral and our airplane doesn't completely like crash. So just look at it as that term that's what anxiety is so don't fear anxiety don't be like or or even to set yourself up to I'm an anxious person or that's going to cause me anxiety or I have a lot in my mind these statements that we say to each other or to ourselves really defines our experience of life so we really have to be honest and really open about what are we saying to ourselves and there's this really amazing podcast that's going to be coming out soon um, that is an interview with one of the co-founders of Love Powered Co., uh, Lindy Sood. And I really urge you to listen to that because we talk about negative self-talk in that episode. And she talks about how she was an anxious person and how telling herself that she was anxious really defined her reality to be that and how she transformed that through positive I am affirmations and the different work that she did. I think it's a really, really... Um, good approach to hear a story from someone who's really experienced anxiety at a core and then work their way out. So in my life, I have experienced anxiety that manifests into panic attacks two times. So first time was when I was in law school and it was um, the first time I was having my finals exam. It was my first year of law school and I remember the feeling of being in the parking lot and feeling like it was hard to breathe and um, you know my chest was getting tight and that was the physical response. Like when we don't heed the call that hey there's too much in our mind then it's going to send a signal or a physical impulse to kind of give you a bigger red flag be like hey you are not paying attention so I'm going to give you another big slap in the face so you pay attention and so that's the physical response it's going from the energetic response to now a physical response and so either we learn to listen and then learn how to ground ourselves which I'm going to give you some tools um, to keep in your back pocket to be your toolkit when you experience that so you don't go to the place where it's like a physical manifestation of the anxiety anxiety will then start to subside when you know the tools to use so essentially in Ayurveda what when it's um, anxiety it means that there's the vata is out of balance the vata dosha energy is out of balance and we just have to bring that energy back to the seat of the gut and the the higher thighs and the hamstrings so a lot of times people believe that 
we have to stop our thoughts in order to combat anxiety. So I heard something really fascinating. I never thought about this before, but someone had asked the yogi, the mystic, um, and the visionary Sadhguru, he's like, you know, I just can't meditate because my thoughts won't stop. And he said, well, what if I gave you a meditation that stopped your liver from working? And what if I gave you a meditation to stop your stomach from working? And I would be like, no, 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 no. I don't want a meditation that will stop my other functions of my body. But it's like, well, then why do you want a meditation that's going to stop your thoughts? The nature of our mind, it is that it's a tool. It's a tool that helps us process what we're experiencing. It's become a nuisance because we lost control of how to function and use this mind. It's like you've given this like really cool drone and you throw away the instruction manuals and you're like, I'll just wing it and try to figure it out. And you're pressing all the buttons and it's crashing. Sometimes it goes up in the air, but you don't know how to sustain it. Like, okay, so it's a trial and error. That's kind of how we've been functioning with our mind. Like we really don't know how to understand okay, these are the signs that it's not functioning correctly. And then what we try to do is we try to beat the mind at the mind's level. We try to think our way out of problems. But here's the thing. Your mind is really, really tricky. So when you say, when you try to say, oh, it's not that big of a deal, your ego's going to pop up and be like, oh, well, this worst case scenario is going to happen. And what if this happens? But this might happen. And this is what happened last time. It's going to pull memories. It's going to try to keep you stuck and go into that circular limbo of the constant believing. So meditation is not meant to stop your thoughts. That's not the purpose of it. And that's one of the biggest misbeliefs I think that we have. Why would we want something, a meditation, to completely stop our thoughts? Basically, we want to learn how to control our mind so that it's working for us and not against us. And so that's when we use the right meditations and the right yogic practices and the right pranayama or the breathing practices or the breathing breaks. That's how we learn how to control this mind so that it's working for us and not against us. All right, so let's get into the toolkit. So these are going to be practices that you can use instantly when the moment arises that you notice that there's too much energy in your mind. That's all it is. It's a simple and keeping it simple. Like, what am I being anxious about? What if this happens? Don't dive into what the thoughts are. Just recognize there's too much energy in my mind and I need to do these tools to help me get my energy back grounded. When you're in a really anxious state, all the energy is up in your head. And what I like to do, depending on the intensity of the vata imbalance or the energy imbalance, I like to gradually move it back to the seat of vata, which is your gut and your thighs. So when I give you all these tools, all these tools, either they could do, you could do it sequentially as I teach them, or a lot of times you can use them as standalone. Based on what you're experiencing, you can just go intuitively to one tool and it will start grounding you down. Okay. So I don't want to think that there's like hard and fast rules to this. This is just what I use that helps me like when I'm in a really, really heightened anxious state, I have to gradually move the energy down. And sometimes when I just notice quickly that, oh, this this one thing happened and it's starting to starting to get the spiral of my thoughts moving, then I can just do like uh, maybe a physical activity or a physical yoga pose and it will just immediately just ground me back and then that's all I need. 
So the first tool that I love doing is when I know that in the moment that, okay, I'm starting to get imbalanced and my mind is starting to race, is that bring your attention to your feet. I like to call it breathe from your soul. So it's S-O-L-E, like the soles of your feet. So what you do is very simple. Your, your breath so your attention is going to go to your feet and you want to envision envision that the breath is coming in through your feet and then exhaling it back down. And so what happens when we're anxious is our breath shallows. So this is now intensifying and being conscious about making sure our breath is going to be the full breath in. Your belly expands as you inhale and as you exhale your navel contracts back to your spine so that you're getting a full breath in, but your awareness is at your legs. So that's already going to start grounding when you think down, all right? It's so amazing. Like your attention, wherever your attention is, that's where your consciousness flows. So that's the first thing that you want to do. So when you're trying to then gradually bring your energy down, What you want to do is go from your head to your heart. So what I like to do is rub my hands together until they feel a heat and then I place it on my heart. I will blink three times and then I will focus on something around me in the room that is not triggering that I can focus my eyes on and just be present. And I will say I am safe because that's essentially what's happening when you're feeling anxious. Your body is believing that there's a threat when there's really no threat. Now, that's an evolutionary process of how our brain was designed to think of the worst case scenario so that when it happens, you would be prepared. But back in the day, it was a threat like, okay, if a tiger raids my village and eats all my food and is trying to attack my child, what am I going to do? But now the threats are like, oh my gosh, she sent me a passive aggressive text or this person is so not supportive or she looked at me really funny or oh my gosh, the next time I see her, it's going to be so awkward and then we're going to have this blowout argument. So it's things that are not necessarily life or death, right? These are these things that we're blowing out of proportion. So this evolutionary process of thinking about the worst case scenario is really doing us disservice when we're thinking about things that are not a physical threat. So essentially, when you keep telling yourself, I am safe, it's neutralizing that fight or flight feeling, which is telling you that I am not safe. I need to protect myself because if the worst case scenario happens, I need to be I need to be ready and prepared. And here's the thing. If our mind was psychic and it like predicted everything, we would have avoided so many tough situations or we would have actually gotten in a lot more com- confrontational conversations if we were, did what our mind said, which is not the case, right? A lot of times it's just fill our brain is filled with junk mail. <laughs> I like to say that just it's just like processing it makes us feel anxious. So there was actually, I'm a This Is Us like fanatic. And there was just an episode recently. Randall, I'm talking to you like you watch This Is Us because if you don't watch it, you gotta watch it. But anyways, Randall suffered from panic attacks and his daughter was having panic attacks. And there was this flashback where Beth was talking to William and he was having panic attacks. And William said that his mom would get uh, seltzer water and watch the bubbles fizzle down. And that's kind of aligned with like, you know, bringing your attention from your heart, taking a deep breath in from your heart and like focusing your attention and telling yourself I am safe. Because what tends to happen, what William's mom said is that when you have anxiety, it's like your thoughts are like those bubbles and they're trying to jump out. 
So you want to start fizzling them down. And so I love that because it's the same idea of like what I do, focusing on something that's in your surrounding that is not triggering, that will help you stay grounded and in the moment and realize that you are safe. Like, are you getting mauled by a tiger right now like you know your body does not have to react in that intensity that it is that's creating the anxiety so then the second thing is that once you start feeling some relief sometimes you might feel complete relief at this point if you don't then now you want to bring the energy a little bit further you want to bring it into your belly so bring your hands and place it on your belly I like to place my hands on my body it's not necessarily needed however it helps me focus on where I want to bring my attention or like where I want to bring the energy so I'll bring the my hands on my belly now the idea is to bring a belly breath in so you want to go from your short rapid breath to now an expansive breath so you want to breathe in through your nose and exhale it out through your mouth slowly and the key is to breathe the, ex- the exhale needs to be longer than the inhale to trigger your parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and relax dynamic in your body that, that neutralizes the fight or flight to be like, you are safe. You can calm down. There is no threat. And the key is doing eight breaths a minute. So just remember eight breaths, inhaling through your nose, exhaling through your mouth, and the exhale needs to be longer than the inhale. That's going to bring the energy start to your belly and you can absolutely do more if you feel like you need to get more grounded the third is now you want to bring it back to the seat of your legs squats are incredible because you're bringing a warming sensation in your lower body so there's a lot of times when I just wake up in the morning and I notice "Mm, my my to-do list is really just like flowing through my head and I haven't even started my day when I'm brushing my teeth I will do squats because I want to bring that energy down that's what I'm talking about like doing the standalone so like if I know that I'm already feeling um a little anxious I just like doing some movement so that it's going downwards now you don't want to do push-ups you don't want to do anything that's too rigorous or too intensive because when vata is out of balance you need moderation so there should be no crossfit or um orange theory per se when your vata is out of balance or you're feeling anxious it should be more things like restorative yoga or like a moderate vinyasa yoga or a bar class or a pilates class or if you're lifting weights it, sh- it You actually shouldn't be lifting your arm weights because if your arms are going above your head, that means that the energy is flowing up. But you can do leg workouts. Leg workouts are great when you feel anxious because you're creating warmth in the lower side of your body. So if you're doing squats, you're doing hamstring, you know, those presses, that's all fantastic. The next thing is somatic shaking. So this is actually a very ancient tribal way of healing is shaking. That's exactly what it is. You can either put on some music and shake, shake, shake your body. Sometimes I'll just go into the bathroom if I need to reorganize my energy and just shake. The key is that if you're feeling anxious though, you want to keep your hands initially below your heart so that the energy starts flowing down. But you're shaking your legs, your belly, your head, your shoulders, everything to get stagnant energy out. And so when you're doing shaking, it's like when you look at animals, right? When they get up or they're like trying to move from one place to the other, they reorganize their energy by shaking. So this, whenever I do actually a live event, I always do a kundalini meditation where they're shaking and then there's stillness afterwards. So that's what you want to do. You want to shake and then you want some stillness so you can feel, palpably feel the energy shift in your body. 
And so if you've ever felt like, oh my gosh, I've been working through my problems, I've been journaling, I've been talking to a therapist, but I still feel stuck in the problem. The pattern keeps looping around. The same thing is bringing me anxiety. The reason for that is because trauma and pain and anxiety has an energy to it and it lodges into our energy system in our body and you can't be free from it until you move it out of your body that's how you fully process it so if you've thought again right don't you can't think your way out of the problem sure you've processed it you understand where it's coming from the next really important thing is to move it out of your body and a lot of times if you know you don't even need to know like where it's stuck just move it and just be like really free about it and it will dislodge. And so if you feel like, oh, I feel yucky, I feel like how I tell the kids, or I feel like my energy is off, just put on some music and just shake. And you don't even need to know what your the energy, the weird energy is coming from. It could be maybe you're around somebody and you pick something up, pick something up or um, you know, you can just get rid of it really quickly. So, you know, like I said, these can be standalones or you can do it in the order that I said. You bring your energy from your head to your heart intentionally. Then you bring it from your heart to your belly and then your belly to your legs. And you will find that you are grounded, you are rooted in the present moment, and you will be here. And that's where the anxiety goes away. So a lot of times when we're feeling anxious, it's because we are giving our power away to that thing and we feel disempowered. So the number one thing I want to leave you with is that you have to remind yourself every day that you are an empowered being. Nobody can stress you out. That's literally impossible. Stress lives inside of you because of when these energy dynamics get out of balance. So really get take ownership of your power. Don't believe that something or someone or when they say this, that's going to cause stress within me. Nothing can stress you out. That's all about projecting the energy outside. Nobody can make you anxious or this person's talking too loud so they're stressing me out. The stress is inside of you and that situation is triggering something in you. So let's address how to build our resilience. Let's be empowered about the situation. Let's say that we don't want to be continuing on with the knee-jerk response of reactiveness. Let's be reflective and responsive. So I really hope this serves you well. This will give you a different perspective on anxiety in your life and when it shows up of just recognizing that this is a normal way of responding when things are overstimulating your system. This is something that is normal, that you can control, and that now you have tools to help balance it out. I'm actually going to do an entire like Vata Balancing Dosha episode because right now in the Northeast, it is fall. And I think it's really pognate for you to know like what are some other Ayurveda lifestyle practices that you can do in the fall and the early winter to keep you in balance because it's likely when it's a vata season because this is vata season your vata can get out of balance so I'll do that for each season so when it becomes winter like late winter to spring I'll do a kapha one and then when it becomes summer I'll do a pitha one so it's fresh in your mind and it's relevant based on the season that you're experiencing 
love this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribe, share it with your mama besties, and leave me a review in the iTunes store. And as a free gift, I will share with you my seven day stress detox course absolutely free. This is a $79 value course I'm going to gift to you complimentary as a thank you for leaving a review. If you're a mom who wants to be more present, you struggle with being patient during tough moments during the day, and you just want to experience some peace, even if it's just one minute to yourself. Well, these tools are just for you. Rooted in ancient Ayurveda, yogic wisdom, and kundalini meditations that only take three minutes, these are my daily go-to tools, especially on busy days, that helps me feel centered, calm, and balanced. And I'd love to make them accessible for you too. All you gotta do is simply email a screenshot of your review over to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. That is T-E-J-A-L at T-E-J-A-L-V-P-A-T-E-L.com. And I'll send you the course details right away so you can get started. Thank you so much for listening and namaste.